Hi, um, this is Jen, and this is Mom Cave Live, where we may have lost our minds, but we haven't lost our sense of humor. Um, I'm Jen, and I'm here with our special guest this week is Allison Jacobson from firstcandle.org. It's going to be a little more serious of an episode, though, of course, you know, we can't help but making jokes all the time about everything. Um, but it's, it's because this is Infant Loss Awareness Month. So we're going to talk to Allison a bit about that. Hi, Allison. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for being here. It's such a really, really important topic that a lot of us don't know as much about as we should or think we do. So I'm grateful for you being here. Thank you. Um, can you tell us first, what is firstcandle.org? How did it come about and uh, where can they find it? So First Candle is a 40-year-old organization um, that's been around, a nonprofit organization. We are national. We used to be known as the SIDS Alliance, and we have been involved in SIDS and Safe Sleep forever. In fact, we were instrumental in getting all the messages out about back to sleep. And because of that, the rates of SIDS declined by 50%. But then all of a sudden, they stopped. And about 10 years ago, they leveled out. So you know, we started looking at the government level and pediatricians about what was happening. And it was more than just back to sleep. The reality was that a lot of these incidents were sleep-related infant deaths with accidental suffocation. Now, the, the reality is that's, that's bad news, but it's good news because with SIDS, you didn't know how to prevent it or how to, to do anything. But with accidental suffocation... Yeah. Right, exactly. It was this great mystery and scary as heck. With accidental suffocation, there are absolutely things we can do to help prevent it. And what I wanted to point out is it is Infant Loss Awareness Month, but it's Safe Sleep Awareness Month as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not trying to make it more positive, but it is. There are things we absolutely can do. And moms, grandmas, everybody needs to know there are simple things we can do to keep our babies safe. Very well. Yes. Um, the number one thing everybody who's watching this probably already knows because we're a community of moms is they say back to sleep, put your baby on their back to sleep. Right. Which is the opposite of what um, some generations before were telling us. Right. So and why is it that babies should be on their backs? Well, so and it's not just generations before. It's also cultural. Now, the reality is SUID, which is sudden unexpected infant death, impacts two times more black babies than white babies. Oh, and wow. there's a lot that goes into it, but one is cultural. Mm -hmm. And there's still many people that think babies on their stomach are better because they sleep better. Mm. Now, the reality is, again, when you think about accidental suffocation, you don't think that baby's going to be able to turn their head, but they do. And they can turn it right into that mattress and suffocate. Oh. So that's why the back to sleep and it's not just back to sleep, but it's a firm and flat mattress. And everybody says, well, Allison, what does firm mean? Firm means if you put your hand and press it down into that mattress, if you lift it up, if there's an indentation, that mattress is too soft. soft. Right. And we all want our babies to be comfortable and sleep. And so everyone's giving all these nice, soft things. Um, and this plays into the fact that, especially when it's your first baby, that you are so exhausted. You have no concept. <laughs> no matter how tired you think you're going to be, you're more tired. Yeah. No you clue. Anything. You'll do anything to get this baby to sleep. But what right. we don't realize is that the things that we're doing are often unsafe. Right. Um, 
Yeah, I went. Well, go on. Sorry. Well, and and that's the thing, right? I mean, you know, I have kids. You have kids. When you're exhausted the easiest thing to do, right, is bring baby into bed with you because it's cozy. If you're nursing, it's easier. Right. The best thing to do is have a crib or bassinet right next to your bed mm-hmm. so that as soon as you're done nursing, you can move them into their own safe sleep environment. Now, I know a lot of people say, well, I'm never going to roll over on my baby. Totally true. But the thing is, babies root and scoop. So all of a sudden they're getting their head up by the pillow or they're scooting down under the comforter or they're turning into you and you don't even realize that it's not you. So that's why it's so important to place them near you, but not in the same bed. Right. Um, I was always afraid that as I moved the baby from nursing to the, the bassinet or whatever, that was going to wake the baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is that phrase, let sleeping babies lie, right? And and right. I'll never forget with my so I have to say that my first son died of SIDS in 1997. And that's how I got involved with First Candle. I went on to have three other babies, my 23-year-old, and I remember driving him around forever, just trying to get him to Anything. sleep. Yeah. Right, right. And then here was the other thing. When I did get him to sleep and bring that carrier in, I don't want to take him out of the carrier. No. But that's another danger, which people don't realize, because if they're in an inclined position, their head can come mm-hmm. down and that can obstruct their airway. So don't let a baby stay asleep in any inclined sleeper in a carrier. And you're right. I mean, you don't want to wake up a baby, but sometimes you have to. And there's a lot of great sleep experts out there that help you learn how to get your baby to sleep. Right. And part of being a little human is learning to put yourself back to sleep. In the moment, it's so hard for us parents to let them right. That's part of it. You know, you are describing, I've, I've had... I have two children. You are describing all of the things that I did wrong. And thank God, nothing terrible happened. But, you know, the car seat sleeping. Um, my youngest slept in a swing many nights because yeah. she and it and also the rock and play and all of these. Oh, things. yeah. And in the bed. So it wasn't until later, of course, I, I re- see these headlines and I'm like, oh, my God, right. nobody tells us that this no. thing isn't made for sleep. Nobody warned us. Right. Right. And I think that's what's very difficult. And when we talk about these racial disparities, that's one of the challenges. First of all, to get this information when you're in the hospital after having a baby, you're whacked out of your mind. You're not listening to anything, you know. So you really need to hear that information three months, four months. And unfortunately, in many instances, they can't afford to go back for well visits. They don't have the time because they can't take their other children. And because of implicit bias, I hate to say it, but many pediatricians, nurses look at a 17-year-old black mom and say, she's not going to listen to me. And they're not even provided the information. So that's where First Candle comes in. We are trying to educate everybody about what safe sleep looks like. And sometimes you can't make it the safest, but at least you can make it a little safer. You're upping your chances. chances. So other than doing things like talking to crazy moms on the internet, um, (laughs) how, how do you get this message out? So we're, we're very fortunate in that we have donors that go to firstcandle.org and support us, but we are now doing 
in community mom chats and dad chats. And what we're doing is we're going into inner city communities and setting up mama baby wellness centers in churches, in retail parking lots, in community centers where everybody, mom, dad, grandma, auntie, anybody can come and get the information and talk about the problems they're having. Is their baby not sleeping? Are they having problems nursing? So that we're taking the information directly to them. Um, the other great thing that happened, I mean, you know, it's terrible, but it's great. Um, Cleveland Browns running back Nick Chubb, he's one of the top in the NFL. Unfortunately, he lost his nephew two years ago to unsafe sleep. Mm. And his sister Nidra just did an amazing video for us. And, you know, I'll be happy to send the link and you can put that up. Yeah, I'll put Talk that in the comments after. Yes. Um, and unfortunately, it was unsafe sleep. Her baby was only two months old. She went, she had him on her bed on his back. She just went out to the kitchen in the living room and came back five minutes later. And he had rolled over the first time and couldn't lift up his head. Oh, God. And so Nick has come out with a cereal chub crunch and a portion of the proceeds is coming to first candle to help us. We have wonderful companies like love to dream, which has the swaddle, the rainbow mm -hmm. swaddle, $5 of every swaddle comes to first candle. And then we have individual donors because not only do we do education, but we also do support for families who have lost babies. So we have online Facebook support groups. We have materials we send out. We have a grief line where anybody can call because grief doesn't just happen in the moment. It's 10 no. years later. It's 20 years later. Yeah. Oh my God. That's amazing. I love that you have the grief hotline. I'm going to put that in the comments. We have a comment saying, thank you for sharing. I'm so happy to watch this amazing topic. Um, oh. So when you were telling me this, this story just now, like I, I'm, I'm emotionally, you know, I, it's sad to hear that happening to anyone. It's devastating. But when you are a mom and, and you hear these stories and you think it's like that there by, what is it? By the, grace, by the grace of God, of God right? You know like how yeah. many times ha oh. did I do these exact things? I swear, swear. I you know, know it gives me chills. Oh, it's, it's scary. So this is such important work. Um, we were talking a little bit before we went live about where we live and, and how um, I do a lot of driving hours a day, it seems like. <laughs> so when um, my oldest go, my kids go to a school, it's about 30 minutes away. So when the oldest was in school and the youngest was a little baby, I was driving with her there and back twice a day. And, you know, that's two hours of driving in this car seat. And I'm asking you this as the expert, maybe you do know, I was reading somewhere about like, there's a, a time, an amount of time that you should, once the baby's been in the car seat that long, it, you need to take it out and give it a right. break. Right. Correct. Can you, stop that? Can you tell us? Well, you know, it's funny that you said you, there is a time because I've really tried to research that and I haven't found anything specific, mm -hmm. but usually we try to say half hour to an hour is a good time to take a break. And mm -hmm. so even if it's, and you know, we have many families who say, well, you know, I'm not going to wait. Well, listen, you do that. If you have to feed your baby and nurse them, you'll take them out of the car seat, nurse them, put them back. Even right. us, when we're driving, we get tired or something. So just like. take a break, just take a break, wake them up, whatever. Um, but I think, you know, one of the other things I really want to talk about, and I think this is so important is products like the rock and play sleeper, mm -hmm. um, you know, that 
by no means was meant to be an item that a baby should sleep in. Hmm. Um, I do want to talk about um, many of, of your viewers probably know there was a recall on the Boppy lounger. Um, yeah. What I what I want to say though is again, the lounger Boppy never intended that product for a baby to sleep in. It was like you got to go pee, you got to put the baby somewhere, you right. got to cook. It wasn't intended to walk away and allow your baby to sleep. And I think that very often parents aren't following the recommendations and the guidelines of how to use a product. Mm -hmm. So we really need to be mindful to read the instruction and understand how it's meant to be used. A problem that I ran into a lot when I was reading these sorts of instructions is that when I would tell someone else, I'm trying to speak carefully, mothers, yeah. mothers-in-law, yeah. You know, yeah. um, great aunts, right. uh, even babysitters. And I'd say, no, no, you're not supposed to let the baby mm -hmm. sleep in this. They would sort of, you know, oh, I know. they just were like, why would this even be a product if a baby right. couldn't sleep in it? And right. so, you, you know, you turn out being the one where they're, they're saying like, you, oh, you're overreacting. You're just a new mom. For hundreds I of years, babies have been fine. And you want to say, no, actually. Right. The, <laughs> the statistics. Right. Right. Well, and I, I think there's a couple of things wrapped up in that, especially for new moms. I mean, I'll be honest with you. After my son died, um, I had my next son and then I had my daughter and she was born in a very well-known, well-regarded hospital. And after she was born, they brought her into me in the little isolate thing on her side. Oh. And I said, because I had what I had experienced, she needs to be on her back. And the resident pediatrician was this young guy. He's like, I know that. I wish you'd tell the nurses because they won't listen to me. Oh. And I think the challenge is when you have nurses and doctors who've been at it for so long, they're not seeing what's new. They're not seeing. And as young moms, for the first time, we are afraid to assert ourselves mm -hmm. and advocate for what we know. Look, I don't even care if it's your pediatrician. Your pediatrician may see your baby once a week, once a month. Your mom, you know. And if you feel like you're not getting listened to, keep pushing. Mm -hmm. Keep pushing. You know what's right for your baby. And and too often as new moms, we question ourselves. Yeah. Don't. You know what's right for your baby. always afraid to be like that mom. You right. Know? Right. A young first time mom. But now that I'm I'm not that mom, I want to say don't be afraid. Everybody's right. that mom. So right. whoever's judging you, they were that mom too. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. just on the other side of it. Yeah. You know? And and the other thing I would encourage too, yeah, grandparents are hard, man. Like they have their own ideas. And so that's why we feel that there have to be different messages about safe sleep. Some that go to new moms, some that go to dads, some that go to grandmas, because they're going to hear things in different ways. We actually started a new social media channel, Safer Sleep for Babies. You can find it on Instagram and on Facebook, because we don't want it to be the dictate. We want it to be the listen and learn. And as hard as it is for your mother-in-law sometimes, it is tell me about what you know, or tell me what it used to be like, and engage in a conversation hard as that may be, to say, did you know? Well, let me show you something. Mm -hmm. And then you can always point them to our site. Right. Because, you know, take it off of yourself, but try. And that's what we do. We never say to a parent, you should be doing this. This is what you need to do. Mm -hmm. We rather say, let's talk about it. What right. do you know? Did you know? 
Mm -hmm. and engage in that conversation. We're not about blaming and shaming. We're all trying to do what's right for our kids. Definitely. I think, um, not again to stereotype here, but with men, with the dads, sometimes statistics really make a difference. Yes. Um, you know, if you can, you can come with your scientific proof and say this many, you know, sudden infant deaths happen. Um, yeah. Statistics don't yeah. lie. Well, we had we did a lot of focus groups last year, listening sessions in Michigan, Connecticut, and Georgia. And we had them with moms, grandparents, caregivers, and dads. And what we heard from dads was really interesting. Dads want to be involved, but especially during COVID, dad couldn't go to the doctor's appointments. Mm. So he would get information second and third hand. And while he wanted to be involved, he wasn't sure how. And he didn't want to tell mom what to do. No. But at the same time, when he did go to appointments, he noticed that all the material was directed at mom. And even the doctors talked to mom. And think about mm -hmm. when we, I hate to say it, but think about when we go to a car dealership. They're right. still talking to the guy. Yeah, totally. Dads yeah. feel like the pediatricians are talking to the mom. And what we heard is dads want to hear from other dads. So what we're doing in these pop-ups is having other dads there talking to dads and they want to hear in places they're hanging out at bars, at basketball courts, wherever dads are, that's where dads want to hear from other dads. That's smart. Yeah. <laughs> you have some great tactics here. We're trying. Yeah. Um, so tell everyone again, all of the places that they can find you. Yes. So you can find a lot of information at firstcandle.org on Instagram, on Facebook. It's First Candle for Babies, but you can always just find us as well, our website. And, you know, again, we live by donations. We have been around for 40 years. Last year was hard with COVID, but my dream is to have every baby reach their first birthday. And we can make that, but we do need help from families. Um, you can also go to Safer Sleep for Babies mm -hmm. to get more information on social media. And what we're encouraging everybody, because it is Safe Sleep Awareness Month, take a picture of your baby in a safe sleep environment, tag First Candle, and use the hashtag Safe Sleep Snap as in snap picture. And we're trying to flood Instagram and Facebook with pictures of babies in safe sleep environments. That's a great idea. You know, I know you guys out there are, are loving to share your baby pictures with me on the social media. So this is another great place to share them, show off the adorableness of your baby, but for a good cause. Yep, exactly. Oh, thank you so much for talking with me. Um, we're going to continue pushing this and, and letting everybody know and creating awareness. And I hope that we can partner in the future and um just keep baby safe thank you so I much i love that thanks so much okay bye everybody bye bye